0: On today's, I didn't say that, we've got 31 more days of this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's go. Welcome to another episode of I didn't say that we've reached 15 days and we've had 30 more tacked on and so we are here
1: so we've been rewarded it's like it's like when your parents are like be good and you'll get chocolate and then they're like nah Be good for longer. That wasn't
0: enough. That wasn't enough. The
1: better example is a work example, but I don't think enough people will get it. Well, I'll just say it anyway. In software development, there is something called Agile, which is a process they use where you do two-week sprints. And the point of the two-week sprints is to break down your projects into small tasks so that you can finish them within two weeks and release them. So you're not just taking like three months to produce something. However, the thing that always... I always thought weird was, what is the incentive for the engineer to finish the sprint? Because if if they finish all their work that's in the sprint early, they don't get two days off or something. You just give them more work. Just keep going. So like, what is the incentive? That's kind of how I feel right now with this 15, 30 day thing. It's like, oh, you did it for 15 days, your reward, 30 more days. 30 more days.
0: 30 more days. (laughs) And that's just, that's just like the nationwide suggestion. We've got... Parts of Florida going into mid-May. We've got Virginia going into mid-June.
1: I'm very Mid-June. thankful we don't live there anymore because I would lose my ever-loving mind. Well, I would move. I would just be like, I'm going to go live with my parents for a month because I can't deal with this.
0: Yeah, it's just it's just absolutely insane. Um, you know, it, it it's gotten to the... It's gotten to the point where it, we're, we're going to... I think... I think the next big thing that's going to happen is going to be Friday's unemployment numbers. I think those are going to knock a lot of people into, is this worth truly destroying our economy over? Because that's what we're doing now. We're, we're destroying our economy. Um, is this worth 30% unemployment, what we're doing right now? Is this worth... Destroying hundreds and hundreds of thousands of small businesses across the country. Is this worth destroying the livelihoods of landlords?
1: But see, Max, people don't care. And the fact of the matter is, is Trump is backed into a corner on this now because he can't be like... Well, the media doesn't care. I think people care. The media doesn't care, but he's backed into the corner because now people will be like, oh, well, what? Americans' lives aren't important. The money is more important. They don't understand that when you have mass unemployment, you have increase in suicides, increase in drug abuse, increase in alcohol abuse, increase in domestic abuse. Like all of that creates close, very close to the amount of death Mm -hmm. we might be preventing. Yeah. And then what are we leaving?
0: But the news media, you're right, it just does, television can't doesn't capture that well. Television captures gurneys and hospitals.
1: And numbers, and numbers. on the Johns Hopkins website.
0: And numbers. And numbers. Whether those are correct or not.
1: Right. Which um, they're not, because they're still not showing any recoveries in our area. And I know of one for sure.
0: Yeah, well, we had, well, we had, we had our Governor Sununu give another press conference today at three o'clock, kind of just laying out the the decision that he made on friday which was to shut up shop it's not a shelter it's not a direct shelter in place order it's a you cannot leave your house order It is a stay at home only go out to the grocery store and the liquor store um basically the two things that are so that you can
1: drink yourself silly and abuse people (laughs) seriously like
0: i will say i do find it hysterical that there is a direct correlation in a lot of people between the amount of alcohol they have consumed and violent behavior, and I think that you can go through art history and show that alcohol and violence are very closely close together, yet Massachusetts, tall, Duval, Governor Baker decided to close up the recreational marijuana shops, and I have to say, I have never seen someone who is physically violent. And stoned at the same time. <laughs>
1: I just don't understand how you can make a case that a liquor store is essential and needs to be open, but a golf course that's not allowed to be open. Okay, so we have one place that's close quarters where there are tons of people touching things and then taking those things that they touched,
0: the great and wash, making by them the way.
1: drunk and abusive versus a golf course where almost everyone is not even within six feet of each other and you're getting exercise Mm -hmm. exercise gives you endorphins endorphins just make you happy and happy people just don't shoot their husbands
0: exactly so (laughs) thank you Al woods
1: I mean come on this is this is ridiculous you know maybe if the state owned all the golf courses they'd be open
0: because
1: they own all the liquor stores so they want the
0: revenue state parks state parks are open too of course they only are. The only things that aren't open are the beaches. Beaches aren't open. Along with, you know, any independently owned small business uh, is also not open.
1: And you know what aggravates me the most? Well, one, that we don't have a business that we can open and protest. And two, that if a, a business was to go open in protest, especially a restaurant, they can get their license taken away from them and then they can't be a restaurant anymore and that's where we have far reaching government control that is just terrifying and awful well i you know i mean here's Mm -hmm. the thing
0: since the last time we spoke you know more and more places have shut up shop obviously the situation in new york has gotten far worse and um but the big thing is this quote unquote bailout or stimulus package which at most, at most, at most is going to deliver people families twenty seven hundred dollars, thirty four hundred dollars. But it's a one time payment. It's right? a one time. And it's a do they have
1: to pay taxes on it?
0: Uh, no. It's a direct deposit. You don't. You don't pay taxes on your tax return. The previous year, it's not taxable. I don't think this is taxable income.
1: No, because that's money that the government stole yeah, from you, I don't and it needs tra- to get back. I don't
0: think they're treating this as taxable income.
1: One small silver lining, I guess. I
0: know it might be it might be the first good decision that Congress has ever made um, to do that. But no, um, I think the biggest thing with the stimulus package is number one.
1: It's a disgrace.
0: It's not really going to help things. It's not really going to help things. It doesn't fundamentally change anything. It doesn't provide an incentive for employers to keep people on the payroll it's not enough for people to make ends meet when it comes to paying their rent or paying their mortgage or putting food on their table or clothes on their back. Um, It's really just it was a bill that is a thinly disguised um, uh, excuse to pass a bunch of pet projects. And I don't think that there is any bigger example of it than the twenty five million dollars that was sent to the Kennedy Center in order to help pay their workers and the orchestra and all that. And then the next day, as soon as it's signed, everyone's fired. You're not getting a cent of it. Who knows where the Kennedy Center money is going? I do not know. But for some reason, Congress decided... It was
1: supposed to go to the artists, to to the
0: artists. Yeah. that
1: play there so they don't lose their jobs. And that's instead, what I just they said. took the money and laid them all off.
0: That's what I just said. That
1: is not what you just said.
0: Yes, it is. They got $25 million. They laid off the orchestra. They laid off everyone. And that's why I said, where did the money go then? Where did the twenty five million dollars the Kennedy center got? Where did that go? Will they ever have to answer for it? No. No.
1: Um,
0: but it's it's just a total joke. It's impossible to take it serious. It's impossible it's getting to the point where it's impossible to actually take this situation seriously when you have Congress passing bills that will make no different that'll make very little difference in the lives of people who actually need help the most. The people who the government has said you're not allowed to work anymore. The government has come in, fired tens of millions of people from this country, and has provided zero backstop for them. This bill does absolutely nothing to help them. Absolutely nothing. It's nothing more than a temporary, it's a sugar high. That's all it is. But this does nothing to help those people over the next couple of months, number one. Number two, because they slammed a whole bunch of pet projects in it, I know Congress is not taking this seriously. I know Washington, D.C. is not taking it seriously, because if they were taking it seriously, they would have passed a bill that would actually help workers in this country. They would actually help the people who are keeping, not just keeping the country going, but people who we come across every day in our lives who have been laid off. This bill does not help them. So, it's impossible to take it seriously when they give $60 million to Big Bird over at PBS. They give $25 million to the Kennedy Center. And to the majority of, to a lot of people, they just said, You're not getting anything. And to some people, you said, Well, here's something. Take it or leave it. Let's do round four. As soon as they passed it, they're already like, Well, it's time for round four. What, you didn't get enough of your pet projects passed this first time? We gave $350 million to refugees and migrants. Not to Americans, $350 million to refugees and migrants, not to Americans. But we need round four because they didn't get enough passed. Because Nancy Pelosi needs round four because she didn't get the airplane emission standards passed that she wanted in the first bill. You know, it's time to pass the Green New Deal. There's no better time. Never let a crisis go to waste. Um, So it's hard for me to take it seriously. It's also hard for me to take things seriously seriously. When the news media has turned this political, the media from day one has used this virus as a way to attack Donald Trump. And I don't think that there's any clearer example of it than when Donald Trump shut down, put the China travel ban in existence in January, and the media immediately came out and said, racist. Yep. Now he hates Asian people. Now he hates Chinese people. and now what is it oh well he didn't get testing it fast enough no he was trying to prevent as much of the virus from coming here as possible he was trying to prevent the thing from spreading as much as possible at first and then has been working on testing and now we have the best testing in the world and the best tests in the world to figure out how many people exactly have this like what are we dealing with here are we dealing with just a temporary flare-up of something that we're learning to control because if that's so april 30th is going to come and, well, we'll get into what we think is going to happen, but Donald Trump clearly has a situation under control. I think the biggest thing is how he has made sure that private companies are helping out and private companies have been voluntarily doing it, but he has made sure that the FDA has been relaxing regulations in order for companies to make masks, to make ventilators, to make tests, to make sure this whole process is sped up more and more and more. And today at the white house, he had Mike Lindell, the My Pillow guy, if you haven't heard of him, his name is Mike Lindell. He lives in Minnesota. I think he might be running for governor or senator, something like that. This is a man, if you don't know his own personal story, look it up. It's very motivational. But suffice to say, this is a self-made man. This is a man who, in his own personal journey, has seen the highest of highs and the lowest of lows. And he has transformed his factory and are producing ten thousand masks a day, oh,
1: hoping to, get to 50, and 000.
0: is hoping to get to fifty thousand. What did CNN do immediately? As Mike Lindell, a man who employs thousands of people, who has made thousands of people's, people's lives better by giving them a stable job, good employment, good benefits, a good place to work, continues employing them during this crisis, continues having having them work to help make other lives better, to help make nurses and doctors' lives better. What does CNN do? They cut away. Yep. They don't want that message out there. They don't want a businessman who openly supports the president telling America how private enterprise is helping solve this problem. And it was mocked widely online. And I'm not going to give any of these people the credit, but suffice to say, blue checkmark Twitter. Your establishment media was like, "What? Do, why is he bringing up the My Pillow guy?" Because the My Pillow guy is doing more to help people right now than anyone in the media ever will in their entire lives. We had Chuck Todd on Meet the Press on Sunday ask Joe Biden if Donald Trump has blood on his hands, and even Joe Biden, senile Joe, goes, "I think that's a little bit too far."
1: He said what was a little too far?
0: He said it was a little too far to, for Chuck Todd to say that President Trump has blood on his hands. Oh. Even Joe Biden was like, I don't think that that's appropriate.
1: Is that the first time the media said that Joe Biden might not be all there?
0: I know. It's surprising that Chuck Todd didn't <laughs> go, dementia. Dementia. <laughs> But anyways, so it's hard for me to take any of this seriously when the main cheerleaders of this crisis, the people who are going, we need to panic, we're all going to die, we all need to stay at home, are these millionaires in the media whose livelihoods are not threatened by this at all, who for some reason are still on the air. I personally believe believe the FCC should pull the licenses from CNN, MSNBC, and Fox News right now and go, cable news, you guys need a three-month timeout. You are not helping. You are making this crisis worse. I think that would be a great thing to do right now. Because I don't think any of those three channels have done anything good over the past couple of months other than add to confusion that the public is seeing and add to frustration and hatred of their fellow human beings. That is all cable news has done for the past couple of months during this crisis. They should all be off the air. Everyone in cable news, every single person, should apologize tomorrow. But they won't. But they won't. Because tomorrow is just another opportunity for the vast majority of them to take out this president. There have been some good voices on Fox, for sure. But other than that, very few. I can barely watch it anymore. And I'm a cable news junkie and have been for decades. I can barely watch this stuff anymore. But that's where we are. We have, we have a media who uses unprecedented access to the President of the United States to attack him rather than to ask infor- questions that will help inform Americans onto what's going, uh, about what's going on and how they can also help out. I don't remember, we've watched a lot of these press conferences, I can't remember uh, Jim Acosta or that awful woman from PBS or, or Jonathan Carl or one of these people go, we see examples of the government helping out and President Trump and Andrew Cuomo putting aside their political differences in order to work together to help make sure that New York has what it needs. We've seen examples of, Gov- of, of Vice President Pence and Governor Newsom in California working together to make sure that California has what it needs. Same with Governor DeWine in Ohio working with this administration. Now, I've just named two Democrats and a Republican governor who have been working with this administration to help out. We see examples of private co- companies helping out, like My Pillow. What could the average American do? What can we do other than stay home? Is there anything we can do at home to help out? Now, one of these reporters has tried to bring this country together during this time when, frankly, all of us are miserable. Some of us are much more miserable than others because some of us have had our livelihoods taken away by the government. And on Friday, I think there is going to be a big reckoning in this country about whether the right decision was made. And I think more and more people are going to come to our side and say, I think we overdid it on this one. I think this is a bad virus. I think we should take all the precautions necessary. Don't think destroying the economy was worth it on this one. I think that's where public opinion is heading. And public opinion is going to head that way once we get a grasp on how many people have lost their jobs. And... Last Friday night, we had a clear example of it. We had the local news on. A man lost his job, has been trying for over two weeks to get in contact with the unemployment insurance office in Massachusetts. Can't file for unemployment online because the system's bogged down. Can't speak with someone because there aren't enough representatives to answer his question. This guy needs unemployment. Work. he's like he's basically he needs, like tomorrow i have zero like, dollars i have like, nothing i, can't eat. I cannot he has a family eat. i cannot feed my child what am i supposed to do yeah nothing no answer from the massachusetts government no answer from charlie baker charlie baker's guy just just happy that his son is at home not going around groping f- groping random people on planes It's the best thing Governor Baker has ever had during his administration, a quarantine to make sure his son isn't sexually assaulting anyone. But no help for this guy who's working his ass off day in and day out, needs some help from the state, and the state can't provide it. I can't imagine what hack jobs are still going on in Massachusetts where people are collecting their full benefits. But this man who works in the private sector who worked as a school bus driver. Right. Nothing. Zip. Zero. Nada. And there's going to be millions of these stories come Friday. Millions upon millions upon millions. The second thing that I think is going to happen is when this weather gets better, I expect pure civil disobedience. i think people are going outside i think people are going to go you want to know what to hell with this
1: speaking of civil disobedience did you know that in hawaii if you go walk outside you are charged with a misdemeanor punishable up to a year in prison prison. and five thousand dollars are you joking me yep oh and then that you might think oh maybe that's just in hawaii oh no oh no it's it's not just in hawaii dc is now also threatening to lock people up for 90 days.
0: Same with de Blasio in New York.
1: Now, not only is that so not constitutional, but it's a ridiculous threat because they're releasing prisoners.
0: Exactly. Anyway. Exactly. They've been releasing hundreds of prisoners in New York. They've been. This has been one of the big pushes on the far left has been to these prisons are Petri dishes. We need to help our prisoners and we should do that by releasing them
1: i really don't think we do need to help our prisoners also like aren't they prisoners like why don't you just leave them in their in their jail cells we all have to stay at home that's their home stay in the jail cell and have a a couple of guards deliver food like
0: they're gonna i don't understand they are going to release violent criminals sexual criminals and lock up people who are walking their dog. That isn't that the liberal dream, to lock up taxpayers and release criminals. I mean, could you imagine a better scenario for New York City for De Blasio to maintain power, to lock up anyone who might dissent, and just release the prisoners, release the prisoners. I mean, it's a, it's an absolute. It's 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 a clown world that we're living in. We're living in clown world day in and day out. And like I said, I just don't I just I just don't see how we make it to April 30th.
1: I mean, I'm I don't
0: think we do as a country. I honestly don't think we make it to April 30th without without widespread civil civil disobedience.
1: I mean, I'm praying that we don't have to. I hope that Trump says like I'm I'm praying For a couple of things. One, that we miraculously get enough tests Mm -hmm. that everybody can get tested. Anyone that's negative is allowed to go back to their normal lives. And anyone who's positive has to stay in lockup for 14 days or whatever. Two, that the drug cocktail that's working, that's curing everyone, that has 100% success rate in France, those drugs get fast-tracked and produced like out the wazoo. And between... Those two things, there's no reason why we all need to stay locked up anymore. And don't give me this, there's no vaccine. There's no cure. Number one, the flu vaccine, sorry, it's a freaking joke. Like this year it was 10% effective. The year before that, 40% effective. Whenever you get it, you end up getting sick anyway, just from the stupid shot itself. I've never gotten into my life because I think it's a total crock. And that, and the flu, has a death rate... Even if you had the vaccine. Yep. And yet we all managed to go about our daily lives, not in fear. Like you don't need a freaking vaccine for this to go about your daily life. Nope. You need the cocktail produced so You can have it. You need enough tests so we can all go about our lives. And you need to stop being freaked out about everything. Hate to break it to you. Any day you walk outside, you could die. Yep. You're a human. You're not invincible. Yep. And that's life.
0: Unfortunately, unfortunately it is. Um. And, you know, we've gotten to a bunch of arguments online and I always said, well, more, more people, more since this, since this pandemic started, more people have died in automobile accidents in New Hampshire than have died from this. That's a fact. I
1: don't know if that's true. Oh, yeah. Oh, because I drive by the sign and it tells you how many vehicle deaths have happened in New Hampshire Since the start of the year and up to this point it's only been like fifteen or something.
0: Yeah, three people have died from this in New Hampshire.
1: But yeah, you're saying in the time since it's occurred or from since the start of the year?
0: Well, I mean, who knows when this actually started. Either way,
1: the complaint we get from people when we're like, Well, if we gotta ban everything that kills you, you know, no more eating any bad for you food, no more driving, no more you know, you list it out. And people are like, Well It doesn't affect other people. It's not contagious. Oh, so that's what the bar is now? Like. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, I mean, this whole thing about every life is precious. is total nonsense because we would ban fast food and we'd ban ice cream and we would have have you on a government-mandated calorie count and you would have your government calorie card and you'd swipe it whenever you had a meal or whenever you bought something from the grocery store and once you hit your calorie limit for the day, if you exceeded it, you'd pay a fine, or you'd go to jail. Or if you would exercise, your calorie count would increase. Like if we were actually like taking like the health of people seriously in this country and the government wanted to get involved, that's what would be happening. But the fact of the matter is, is that the government's not doing that. They need to wait for something. This is so just classic liberalism. To wait for something flashy like this that they can use to take our freedoms away. Obesity is not flashy enough. Alcohol abuse isn't flashy enough. But a pandemic, oh, that's, that's flashy enough. Even though the only thing that's been confirmed so far is that the more testing we've done, the less lethal we know this disease is. <laughs>
1: right, like our, our local paper has like a Google form at the bottom of every article and it was like, what would you like to see about the coronavirus and I was like oh let me give you my opinions and I was like I want a daily uh, since it started every day how many active cases we've had how many tests we've had how many negative tests we've had how many recoveries we had because all we hear about is deaths and getting the cases and that's not the true story and I finally found a site where it actually tells you the number of tests that have been in your area and how many negative? Every day it's like 5,000 negatives in New Hampshire and like 20 positives.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Folks, not only yeah, there are 98% like of you not infected, but of the ones that are infected, only like 0.02% of y'all are gonna die and only like 15% of y'all are gonna be hospitalized. I mean, come on!
0: Yeah, and it really depends on what age bracket you're in. It's just, you know, the reason why the media likes to promote these stories, like, oh, a 21-year-old who got it really bad. Yeah, there are 21-year-olds who are going to die from the flu this year.
1: Right. There are 21-year-olds who are going to go outside, break their leg in just such a way that it ticks off their spinal cord, which goes into their brain and kills them. I mean, shit happens. Yep. Like... You hear crazy stories all the time. Yep. That's why you hear them because they're crazy and they don't happen very often. Yep. If they happen all the time, you wouldn't hear about it because you already know. Yep.
0: Yep. 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 Yep.
1: Okay. I finally found this chart I was referring to. And so now I want to zero in on New Hampshire. All right. So, okay. So I got it to where you can show total cases. March 24th, seven positive Nine hundred and nine negative. Okay, yesterday. Sorry, I'm looking at the wrong date. Yesterday, a hundred positive. Okay, it's a little more. Eight hundred and sixty-two negatives. I mean, give me a freaking break. Mm -hmm. Give me a freaking break. Okay, hold on. Let's look at the country as a whole, shall we? The United States. Show total cases. Nope, I, I want to see testing. That was, a, that was a lie. Yes, 21,469 positive cases. I don't know if this is total or per day. I'm, I think it's per day. Negative, Negative. 92,034. Four times the number of, of positive, like four times the number of negative cases. Right. Like the vast majority are negative. And what do we hear in the news? <gasps>
0: Twenty-one thousand
1: new cases of corona. By the way, it's not corona, it's a Chinese virus. Twenty-one thousand cases the of corona. Shanghai red China. shivers. Meanwhile, there's ninety-two thousand negatives. Like this is the biggest line on the chart, is the negatives. Mm-hmm. The positive is this tiny little line down here, tiny little line. I mean, it's it's so aggravating. It's just so aggravating.
0: Yep. This is from two days ago, Matt Walsh.
1: Anyway, it, before you go there, I just want mm-hmm. everyone to know if you want to see this tracker, it's called statnews.com, S T A T news.com. Um, and just Google like statnews COVID 19 tracker, you'll find it. It's got like backslash 2020, backslash 03, a little COVID 19 tracker. Just Google statnews COVID 19 tracker, you'll find it. Okay, what was Matt Walsh?
0: It's from for Matt Walsh. Who is this person two days ago,
1: for
0: people who don't know? Uh, he's a podcaster, I think. He was a writer for Daily Wire. Um, definitely
1: not me who doesn't know who this is.
0: No. <laughs> Knox County mayor in Tennessee says his area has seen nine suicides in just the last two days. Portland police reported a 23% increase in suicide-related calls in the first week of lockdowns. So stop pretending that destroying people's livelihoods has no fatality rate of its own. Um, I will say this for Matt Walsh; She's had a very similar Evolution on this as I did, which was like, okay, we are going to make the good faith effort as a country to do this for a couple of weeks. And then after that, we will go about our business. That's not bad. And then a couple of days, and we realize, oh, wait, this is not a good faith effort. This is just tip. This is just. Once again, a complete lie told to us by the elites in this, or the quote unquote elites in this country who control our media and control our Congress in order to take control of our lives, destroy private business, put people on the dole and make sure that government controls every single inch of our lives to their liking. Um, that's very clear what the evolution of this has been from the media, from the government, um, as evidenced by how Mike Lindell was savage today online for daring to have his company make masks. And how Congress passed a slush fund for their friends last week. Uh, I did want to pivot a little bit um, to uh, something that happened today with Joe Biden. Um, Joe Biden has just been an absolute disaster for the past week. No
1: one has benefited more from COVID-19
0: than Joe Biden. Oh, yeah. I mean, this this is the...
1: He's basically allowed to not be in front of the camera this and is
0: everyone the, thinks it's fine. This is the Biden campaign campaign playbook is hide him until the debates and make sure that whoever the moderators are, by the way, the moderators are going to be the people who are currently insulting the president on a daily basis. Oh, no,
1: no, no. They're going to try to get the debates canceled. They are They are going to try to get the debates canceled. They're, They're
0: they really, going to the They're try, gonna try to get the debates canceled. I mean, he'll definitely have the answers ahead of time. Um, but this is great. I mean, this is what, this is what they're dealing with. Um, I poll today, by the way, 15% of Bernie Sanders supporters are going to vote for Donald Trump. Nice. So you can just, you can basically stick a fork in Joe Biden at this point. Uh, also it came out over the weekend that only 24% of, uh, Democrats are enthusiastic about Joe Biden's
1: I can't believe it's that high
0: and or like are very enthusiastic and on the Republican side it's like 60% are very 55% I think or 60% are very enthusiastic about Donald Trump there's a massive enthusiasm gap for this election um, but anyway so this was uh, let's see who did I cannot pronounce this person's name Yasmin Vasugian I think she's the girl that does the pre-morning Joe show on MSNBC okay um, that might be it, but anyways, she asked Joe Biden our healthcare system seems to be crumbling under this crisis. Are you now reconsidering your position when it comes to single payer healthcare? Very reasonable question for someone who's running to be the Democratic nominee for president. <laughs> um, actually, a reasonable question for any um uh elected official at this point, considering that now. Anything related to COVID-19, people do not have to pay for. You do not have to pay for testing. You do not have to pay for your care. Uh, so in a sense, when it comes to this virus, we are running a single-payer healthcare care system. Um, so a very legitimate question. This was Joe Biden's answer. If you lose me during this, don't worry about it because I will probably lose myself during this. Single... <laughs> I
1: mean, how do you even keep
0: going? Listen to this, (laughs) because I have to read it. Single payer will not solve that at all. The thing that is needed, for example, we have a whole number of hospitals that are being stretched, including rural hospitals, that are going to need more financing. That doesn't come from a single payer system. That comes from the federal government stepping up and dealing with the concerns that they have.
1: So he doesn't actually know what it means. The
0: reimbursement that they're going to get how they're going to be able to move forward and how they're going to be able to provide all the needed help that is needed within their communities. This is an opportunity to look at reconstructing the healthcare system in a way that can respond more rapidly and more effectively to these kinds of crises, because it's going to come again. We should be spending and we are spending a great deal of time and effort finding a vaccine, finding a way that we can deal with preventing these diseases further down the road, For example, we had people, when our administration, we had CDC people in other countries because we wanted to anticipate when in fact another virus would occur, when in fact a pandemic might occur as a consequence of a spreading virus in another country. To act quickly, President, we withdrew these people. I suggested that we should have people in China at the outset of this event when it all started in Wuhan province. And what happened? We did not insist that they go into the areas. So that's all I can do. Say what I know has to be done. <laughs>
1: is anyone voting for this man
0: one rural hospitals are not being hit hard during this because the virus is pretty much in cities right now but rural hospitals will get hit and these are the same hospitals we talked about on our last broadcast that have been destroyed by the illegal immigration that joe biden has voted for every single time it has come up in the senate because his only job in his entire life has been to be a backbencher in the united states senate who has no original ideas of his own Um, He basically then goes on to say that like a single payer system would be good in so many terms, but he doesn't say it out loud. Um, Wuhan province, that's not a real thing. Um, Suggested that we have people in China at the outset, we have people all around the world. He, He literally does not understand how the Trump administration received the information that it did. And remember, this is a man who when Donald Trump said hey no more travel from china he called it xenophobic and bigoted and no reporters asked him point blank you called this xenophobic and bigoted what would you have done joe was that the right decision not one person has asked him this question and by the way he had a town hall on cnn on friday night at eight o'clock If I could pick a time slot to put Joe Biden on national television, it would be Friday at 8 p.m. on CNN. When literally no one—people you aren't in airports anymore. So the people that are in airports aren't even forced, are trapped, locked in, forced to watch CNN at this time. There is no one watching CNN at this time. The five minutes we watched, he told— one of his regular egregious lies about being a professor at the University of Pennsylvania when he left the Senate. When you left the Senate, you became vice president of the United States. You did not go on to become a professor at the University of Pennsylvania. You got a fake professorship at the University of Pennsylvania after, you, after the Obama administration. You've never taught a class there. You never will teach a class there. And yet, Anderson Cooper knows this is a lie, and then he just sharts out a softball and goes, Well, you know, like, how would you tell people who are handling with loss right now? You've been through a lot in your life. It's like, okay, we got it. Yeah. He still has to look at his notes. He still has to look at his notes through all of this stuff. So here's Joe Biden. He doesn't even understand the healthcare system, he doesn't understand what's going on in this country. He does not, I'm not sure he understands what single payer is because he literally endorses single payer in like the first three sentences of that response. Uh, Ali Velshi, another MSNBC host, Trump just called the my pillow guy up to the podium in the Rose garden. You cannot make this stuff up. Ali Velshi, what the hell are you doing to help out those first responders and the people on the front line taking care of those uh, who are sick? It is really, uh, it's a uh, it's something else., uh, Trump tweet of the day. I mean, I've got one from yesterday. Great.
1: T- do that one.
0: All right. I'll do this one. Let me pull it up. Yeah, this is from this is from yesterday. This one made a lot of news. Uh, this 136,000 likes. That's even a lot for Trump. Because the ratings of my news conferences, et cetera, are so high, bachelor finale Monday night football type numbers, according to the New York Times, the lamestream media is going crazy Trump is reaching too many people. We must stop him, said one lunatic. See you at 5 (laughs) p.m. Anything else? That's it. All right. Until the next time.